I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy. Not the bad guy. No. Good evening and welcome to the second installment of a very special three-part Trundlecast. Our attic-based after-dark slosh and the fetid blood of the virgins that keep Trundle Manor alive. Last week you got to hear the beginnings of our interviews with a vampire, a witch, and a black cat. What madness will be unleashed this time? Well, I guess you'll just have to listen and find out. So pull your ears out of their pickling jars and staple them back onto that melon you call ahead. Because this is the Trundlecast. Falling down a million steps into a darkened wall. I am not the bad guy. Our intro music is by Brian Vamp. I'm not the bad guy. I thought that was pretty fitting for Mr. Arm and Trundle Manor. Up first is going to be the Trundle Talk with Mr. Arm and Velda speaking to you about this week at the manor. So sit back, enjoy, and keep your complaints to yourself. Now let's have a little trivia. I am not the bad guy. I am not the bad guy, not the bad guy. Welcome to Trundle no. Trivia with Velda von Minx and Vili Don Trundle. And we are going to give you the answers from last week's questions. So to recap, my question last week was, what classic horror movie famously had its iconic sets reused to film a parody of it 33 years later? And the answer is... Frankenstein from 1931. It had the sets reused in 1974 for Mel Brooks's film Young Frankenstein. Uh, the person who did the original sets was named Ken Strickfadden. He had made the sets for the Karloff original, and when Mel Brooks's film was being made, Mel Brooks found out the original person had his uh, sets in the, his garage. He had kept them for nearly 30 some years, and he had found out this man was still alive. Uh, and he gave him screen credit in exchange for getting to rent the sets famously. <laughs> Billy. And uh, my history question last week was, which king of England was convinced that his bones were made of glass? And the answer to that was King George III, who reigned from 1761 to 1820, way longer than he should have. He never wanted to be king. He suffered greatly from many, many mental illnesses, None of which have had ever been successfully dis- explained to this day. Although many of the many of the theories suggest that they were syphilis related, <laughs> and um, the, he was definitely given lots of medications, uh, including mercury, which no doubt made it much oh, worse. But most of his wardrobe consisted of iron bars in it to reinforce his glass bones because he was convinced that if he ever <laughs> fell over he would in fact fall apart how wonderful to have a personal costume where they can contribute to your mental illnesses with you That's right great and this is and this is the king of england <laughs> the very king <laughs> oh long live king george <laughs> well thank you so much for trivia corner and we'll be giving you a new question very soon i'm velda von minx and i'm billy don trundle with trundle trivia i remember you told me once you thought that i should leave you said i was a bastard without any empathy now I'm down at the crossroads and I don't know what to choose. 
You're blaming me for everything, and no matter what I do. Good evening, Trundle Files. This is Mr. Arm, and I'm in the attic, as always, with... Velda Von Minx. The other half of Trundle Manor. And apparently there was a pretty good tour. We have a lot to talk about now, but she's dying to talk about this tour. Oh, it was great. It was these two older ladies and I think uh, one of their daughters and husband as well. But they go to all these touristy things, things that are like us, the House on the Rock and uh, Mitchell's Corn Palace and all those types of classic roadside Americana. <laughs> but they said that during this tour, we, we became we became their new favorite. Uh, nice. Their their past favorite was a place in Tennessee called Junior's Castle. It was one yet another one of those crazy people that had a religious vision that inspired them to build an entire castle. That somehow these crazy people always have money to do this kind of thing. It must be great. <laughs> must be real nice. Yeah, I read about a guy that built a castle, uh, and he did it with. I think we were at the castle, but he made the bricks out of milk cartons. He would oh, take old milk cool. cartons, fill them there. full of cement. Yeah, it was at the steampunk thing. The castle. Is that how we made it? I didn't realize that was. You can actually see the imprint of some of the milk cartons and the thing. But uh, but yeah, you think you know? How did he one? How did he have the time to? How did he have the time to not be working while he was doing this? Yeah, how did you afford? He must (laughs) have been independently wealthy. Like grandfather was a 1920s newspaper magnet or something. You have to love that people are doing that. Oh, I know. There's another one I want to visit that's I think in Florida. That's uh, it's made out of coral and it's all these. It's been on some Mm. of those weird U.S. type shows, but the pieces are so giant that they're not movable by regular human means and they think that he had some kind of uh, electromagnetic lines or some kind of witchcraft maybe I don't know (laughs) something that he used uh, to to build this and to make it work for him but now one day we'll go and visit all those other crazy places definitely I mean we don't travel too much because Trondo Manor sort of eats our souls to some extent and keeps us here but uh, but yeah, so you said uh, you said this was their favorite place. Yeah, we just became their new favorite, and uh, I told them that we have movie night with Rocky Horror at midnight, and they just erupted in shrieks <laughs> of shrieking. I could and, hear them all the way in the attic. <laughs> could you really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they were excited, <laughs> needless to say. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. We love getting tours like that. It's nice to have the tours of the people that actually respond to things. Oh, those and, are the those are always the us. best ones too. Either people that are like minded that become our friends, or yeah. but those touristy people that really just dig this sort of thing. That, that I don't know. Yeah, when best. when people are silent, that's that is the most difficult thing that we could possibly handle. Well, it's like I mean, when I'm giving a tour, I'm basically and giving we, a performance. Well, we don't know where. Yeah, we don't know which way, what direction to go if they're quiet the whole it's time. It's awkward if they yeah. they make me feel awkward in my own home when they don't <laughs> talk back to me. Like it's yeah. a terrible thing. But it's like giving a concert to one person who's just kind of staring at you, or like doing a theater for somebody that's coughing the whole time and yeah. falling asleep. It's awful. Uh, but whatever, good people make it good. Yeah, good people are good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was watching Bob's Burgers and they have a song. Oh, good. Good things are good. <laughs> like I love their musical numbers. Yeah, what a great show! The that end is. of the fourth season when Bob almost died, <laughs> he almost got killed. Anyway, enough talking about television. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toronto Matter has had its ups and downs this week. It's uh, it's been a roller coaster as always. We were chock full of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, what was the first thing that happened this week? Let's start this with, weekend. No, well, the week in general. This past week. Um, well... My memory doesn't... I can only remember things that happened two days ago at the most. Right. So... (laughs) Whatever we do this, it's the hardest. During the week itself, but Friday there was an art show uh, at the Pittsburgh Art House. 
<clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. We went to that for a little bit. I wasn't feeling too good, though, so we ended up uh, we ended up bailing a little bit. We yeah, felt it bad. It's, we don't like to... We don't like to tell people that we're going to go to something and then not go, so we showed up anyway, stayed for a little bit, and uh, the last thing I wanted to do was be the the ghost at the feast yeah. with, with the gut troubles. I couldn't drive enough wine into my into my cheeseburger locker to, <laughs> to, to make things okay. It's it's one of those things where sometimes we eat too much food and there's not enough room for liquor, yeah. so anytime we try and drink, it just makes our stomach feel <laughs> and heavy, and we just, just feel even shittier. Yeah. It's just worthless to go to the party at that point. Yeah. If we're going to be at something like that, we have to drink to some extent. We're, uh, we, we're taking a break, I guess, from the trundle sips at this point. Because oh, yeah. I guess we don't have uh, anything with us. We're doing we, this evening sober. We don't have to be. <laughs> it's okay. Now that you say that. Yeah, I know. Well, we've been, we've been drinking a lot. We've been we hitting had, the uh, sauce pretty hard. Yeah. Well, um, yesterday, uh, on Saturday, mm-hmm. this is Sunday right now, on Saturday we had... Uh, a private party that we hosted yeah. for a really good friend of ours, uh, his friend and, and our newer friend, um, just turned 50, right? Yeah, it was. So we have um, this creature in the parlor called the werewolf mermaid or the weremaid, and mm-hmm. it's our friend's pet dog that had passed away and now has become some sort of horrible creature, but it was half of a Doberman, half of a carp. Part Mahi Mahi. With Mahi Mahi fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the brother of the dog's owner was the one having the party. Oh, Not that that matters well, to was, anybody but us. She was throwing it for her husband. Yes, yeah. our friend Michelle was throwing it for her husband. And, uh, and they're really great people, and they're you know they're friends of some of our other friends. But it was it was a pretty good group of, of actual adults. We're not used to dealing with adults during parties. We're so. really most of our parties anymore happen to be like twenty somethings and just drunken mayhem and chaos. But yeah. they brought like a nice spread of food. They made food. Oh, it was insane. It was we delicious. had all four of our little tables were filled up with food. Inside, they had a, a bartender uh, that they hired. They had um, oh, what all? There was a giant have? skull cake. They had like yeah. a bucket of jambalaya and absinthe fountain. I mean. Yeah, we had the stuff. we had the projector going, so we had his favorite movies. And the way that it happened um, was it was set up by our friend Rod uh, because he thought it would be good. I think that's how it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought it would be a good place to to have it. And uh, him and Michelle conspired to trick her husband into thinking that's that right. he was coming here for a romantic Trundle Manor um, evening romance package alone, a romance package, <laughs> which is. Hilarious, but it got us thinking that we need to do something more like that because it, it actually sounded cool when, yeah, when I started writing it up. Yeah, you made a fake thing to send yeah. to him, but I, I made like, up the why, whole package. Why isn't this a yeah. real thing? Oh, I said we should do a taxidermy for two package yeah. and provide animals for you and a bottle of uh, wine or whatever you like and yeah. put on some kind of romantic black and white movie. And, and I think it would have to be either. Because the idea that, that I was doing was like a dinner and then a movie. Yeah. And uh, and I think we can either offer a dinner or taxidermy. Cause nobody wants to do both of those things in the same night. That's true. And taxidermy I, ends up taking a while. That's a good yeah. seven fucking hours at our no, house. No, I don't think. Yeah. Well, Plus, I guess if, the, yeah, if they had the movie and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Plus, yeah, the whole hand-washing cleanliness (laughs) issue. Because I thought, well, maybe they'd want to eat first and then do the taxidermy, but then the entire time you're doing taxidermy, you're thinking about the food that you ate, and then you're full, and you might want to throw up. So yeah. one or the other. Yeah, but I we'll like do the one taxidermy. The, but we can keep everything else too. together. Yeah. You know, just you could swap out dinner or taxidermy. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. People would dig That's that. That's a you good idea. You get the real Trundle experience. Look, you're getting us all to yourself 
for what six hours or An three evening. hours or whatever the, the whatever it, it ends up being but you'd be surprised how many people on tours come for anniversaries yeah. I mean, at birthdays, least, at least one birthday and anniversary per yeah. week. It's all the time. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. I, I always like hearing that. There was, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was today, somebody had to cancel, but there was uh, a girl that was coming for, or her mother brought her for her 19th birthday. Yeah, yeah, that was today. Did you give that? I did to give that to her. Oh, she okay. bought a tentacle necklace. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We get we do get a lot of parents bringing their kids. I think they want to show them they're kind of hip parents. Yeah, and that you're is, not the only cool. weird kid in the world. Yeah, that's a great thing. I, I yeah. love. I always take try and take special care for those tours because they they need to hear that sort of thing. I don't yeah. mind being the older sister in that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so bad. Kid. At, least, at least for forty five minutes. Too. Yeah, give them right back. After. Yeah, <laughs> take take this away from me. <laughs> but um, but so and on this romance package that I put together, I had. Um, you know, you'd come in and you get to order your food through uh, Wheel Deliver oh, or Grubhub or one of those places. That way, you can choose how much you want to pay for your meal, have it delivered to the manor beforehand. We'd set it up on nice plates, dinnerware, uh, set up something in our dining room for two where you could sit and enjoy your meal and then yeah. retire to the parlor. And with even if you want like and... an entire meal of like four orders of cheese sticks yeah. or something, we won't stop you. No, you because we're be not paying for it. Of course not. <laughs> and we won't judge you. Yeah. And uh, so, but I thought like style-wise, that would work really well because then you can you can eat whatever you want. We don't have to cook. You don't have to trust us to cook. Oh God, I don't. Which is another. Yeah, uh, no, No, we're not doing that. (laughs) But um, but yeah, so that was that was the main idea. And then then you can watch a movie in the parlor with uh, with you know your bottle of whatever, and we'd refresh your drinks and stay out of your Mm -hmm. way and things like that. Yeah. So so you can pretend like. Yeah, but you gotta take that somewhere else. Oh yeah, we're not unless we're recording, that. then that, that might be. Okay. But, <laughs> you, uh, you have to hose out the coffin afterwards. <laughs> I'm not doing it. But uh, but yeah, so so you know, an evening at the manor all by yourself. We you know we would just kind of be your servants. You could pretend like the manor was your own. We're the magenta and riffraff, right. yeah. and we're in the corner fucking over the crippled. <laughs> That's what we are. I think we're we'd be good at that. Yeah. Um. So. So the party was really fun. A lot of people came. I think it only lasted until about 11 or something, mm-hmm. which is kind of early for our parties. But uh, it started a bit early, so it was okay. Yeah. And um, and so we thank everyone for that. That was that was a good time. That was a great time. Uh, we uh, I looked more into the peg leg girl stuff. She's going to stop by and bring me one of her stump covers. Good. So I can try to f- fashion it to yeah, that. Yeah, that's happening this week, right? Yeah. So she's going to come. We might try to get her on uh, a recording for one of the next Trundle casts. So that'd be kind of fun to hear. Yeah. And let's see what else we have on our little tiny agenda, which is just a note card that I haphazardly scribble onto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the art show is coming up That's this right. weekend. Next Saturday, the 18th, or the this 18th, Saturday. This Saturday, the 18th. This is, this is a, a, see, it's growing into kind of a big big show i'm excited i don't even think i know uh what's fully going on well uh i've been talking with the artist and we've been putting some things together and she's got some friends that do fire spinning so as long as it's nice out we'll have them outside uh, awesome. i think that she said a ribbon dancer i know <laughs> i think ribbon was involved i don't know much about that but somebody with I, some ribbons will be yeah. here i know about fire i don't know about uh ribbonry i assume it's similar yeah i'm sure it's similar uh, and she said that her friend who plays ukulele is going to come. 
Oh wow! And uh, and you know, just do a thing in I guess in the parlor, sort of like a free for all type event, which is cool. Yeah, I like to invite all the weird nuts. kids. Yeah, and uh, and we even have our naked absinthe girl, our resident, well, yay not, Jess, our standard naked girl, uh, who who sits on uh, our absinthe swing in the middle of the dining room. So she's going to be painted by uh, Sharon. Oh, live body painting. And Very I, cool. Yeah, I wasn't... I'm not sure if it would be cooler to just have her pre-painted so that, you know... Because the room's small. You know? Right. And it would take a long time. Yeah, have her pre-painted or, you know, and just have her, like, chained to the, the swing mm-hmm. as a centerpiece mm-hmm. for Sharon. Um, or to have her live do it and maybe do it just in the... Uh, we could do it in the kitchen, in the oh. laboratoire, oh, so sure. she can, you know, lay down while she's doing it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they're I think up we'll for. We'll just kind of play it by ear, but that should uh, be fun, though. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Very. Fun. That's going to be a crazy night. And then she she wants to do a closing party, so oh good. She came up with a really good idea that I really want to implement on future events is an open mic night. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. We've had so, so many different bands and even comedians come to yeah, our house before. So people so can do, like, limericks. They can sing. They can tell a poem. You we know? can have our own freak show contest that the Lava Longs yeah. used to host. Why don't we just do that, actually? Hell yeah. Let's you just know? do that. Can we? I'm sure yeah. Andrew would love to MC. Oh Spaz has God. been gunning to, to host again yeah. for ages. How could we do that? Jeez. Okay. Well, now i got to look more into the soundproofing of the carport, because I think we'd have to do that outside. It may be, be an outside outdoor. But that's awesome. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, my God. So look for that Trundle Files. Trundle yes. Manor is going to be having a freak show contest right here at the Manor itself. We can offer some great prizes, too. Uh, you know, and we, yeah, we can. And we, we even packages. We can. The sure. final prize can be a full romance taxidermy package. <laughs> How about that? You know, that way... If uh, if it's just you and your friend, you can do the taxidermy. If you want romance, then you can do the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Take your take your significant otter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, I love that. So um, so how can we do that? Because I was thinking, even the uh, the freak show contest that we did did not have that many people. Sometimes no, like, it wasn't well advertised we had, like, by the bar. I think I forget what the problem was. Yeah. What did we have? Like one contestant every once in a while. And, like, yeah, well, I, I guess you won. You we know. would have to start it like an hour late because yeah. they were in the bar trying to get people <laughs> involved. Yeah, just do something. We don't care. Stand up there and scream. Yeah, <laughs> something ridiculous. Yeah. So okay. So look for that. Yes. We're, let's plan some more shit so that we have less time. All it's right. Fun. Yeah. This is fun to do. <laughs> well, we, Here's the thing. We this need secretaries. Yeah. yeah. This is the thing. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, we're definitely going to do that. And so that art show is coming up. That's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. That's the 18th. So make sure you come to that. For the few people that are listening to this, we did an interview with Sharon. Um, Bergmark. Yeah, we did an interview with Sharon on uh, first our podcast. very first podcast, Toronto Cast. So, so that girl that you heard, make sure to come and check out her works. And one of the most important things, at least... Of, to Velda, if not to every <laughs> single person, is movie night is coming out. That's right. Our first Trundle movie night is going to be this Wednesday, the mm-hmm. 15th, which I don't know when this podcast will come out. Maybe today, whenever you're listening. <laughs> uh, but the first installment is going to be uh, Rock and Roll High School and Animal House. So 
sort of late 70s anarchic school films. And there's going to be a theme each week, uh, every other week for 13 weeks, and it ends on September 30th. So it's our it's our summer program, and we are trying to be nice neighbors and yeah. doing it indoors this year. Uh, so we're going to have limited seating in the parlor for the Trendle Film Appreciation Society, which that's the easiest way to get invited is to join or ask to join the Facebook group that is yeah. called Trundle Film Appreciation Society. Oh, yes. Um, it's going to be limited space because it's indoors, but we're going to screen them in the parlor and we're going to have outdoor smoking seating and or making out or whatever you want to do on the front porch seating. <laughs> yeah, we're you can watch to, through the window. Try to figure out how to use that giant bay window that we have. Yeah. For uh, So you can sit outside and watch. So We might have to do a few moving arounds in the parlor just we'll to figure make it out the, the blocking of it. Yeah. Yeah, it should be pretty good. Um, and of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight, as of always. Course, yeah. You know, what I was thinking is maybe um, if we can figure it out, we can start outside and do Rocky inside of the I wouldn't mind that. Because it would be nice to do maybe, maybe if we, hey, how about this, hon? Why don't, why don't you pick uh, one night a month mm-hmm. and we'll do it outside. Okay. You know, do Rocky inside, but we'll do it outside. That way we're not inundating the neighbors with every other week us screaming. Sure, that yeah. makes a lot of sense because it was because nice... the Rocky is the screaming one, so I want to. That's yeah, yeah that's the obnoxious bit. So and usually we usually end up doing that at midnight. So that's and usually half the party is cleared out by then anyway. Yeah. So I have no problem with doing that. Um, I guess it depends on the weather too, on what mm-hmm. ends up outside. Yeah, well, you know, if it doesn't work for the one night, then we'll just postpone it for the next, you know, yeah, the next movie night or something. So. We could, we, I'm sure we could work something out with that. Yeah, because Sounds if, like fun. if our friends are getting outside, loud and mm-hmm. raucously drunk to silent movies outside, yeah. then that's just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. my friends. <laughs> but no, I think we can work that out. Okay, we'll give that a try. And you know, I talked to our neighbors who have the two little kids across the street. Across yeah. the street, Jeff and Amy, and uh, uh, Vaughn and Eric. Er- the other kid's Aaron. name? Mm-hmm. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron and Vaughn. Pretty sure it's Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad with names. Sorry, kids. If you do end up listening to this, I'm sorry. And also, you shouldn't be listening to this because this is a fucking swearable podcast. Don't fucking listen. You fucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and I was talking to them, and the little kid loves us, and he wants. He's going into Boy Scouts. Oh, coming great. up. So Monday's going to be his first Boy Scout meeting. He Good was for in Cub him. Scouts. I was going to be in Boy Scouts, and I was in Boy Scouts. And it was terrible, and I was in, like, the <laughs> smallest troop ever, and I didn't like getting dirty, so I didn't like the jamboree thing that I did once, and yeah. then I quit. And um, also, you know, seeing your scoutmaster shitting with an open door. That's in a the bit latrine, traumatic. <laughs> when you're not comfortable pooping at all outside of your house at yeah, that point, that's being a little kid, so that was traumatizing to yikes. some extent. No rape, but still awful. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had Girl Scouts for a year that I also you? dropped out of. It was the very first year, and then we had to start selling magazines and things after. Oh. And I don't know why I dropped out after before the cookies thing happened, but the very next year they had like a father-daughter dance, and it was a sock hop. And I'm that's like, so I am the only... That's is that's some creepy Southern that, Christian shit that I don't like, but yeah. the fact that the dance was a sock hop, and I was the only kid my age who even knew what that was, and I missed it, kind of pissed me off. Aww. Which is just as well, because whatever. Yeah. I have, I have all the cookies and do-off I want now. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're an adult. Yes. <laughs> to some extent. Uh, but he was he was talking about, I, 
They they actually liked the movie nights. The kids wanted to come up oh, for one of them. That's great. I'm glad. And the one night there were too many people, and Amy didn't let them come up. You I know, understand. Which I get. You know, because you don't know. Even though we're across the street, they don't know that much about sure. us. So, so that was good parenting. Uh, but I told him maybe we can set up so we can just do his scout troop. Oh. Do a movie night just for them. That would be great. Do you know what they would want to see? Or? Well, you know, I'd talk to the scout leader or something. Sure. You know, but I'd love to set that up. I'm all about I think that would be kids. great. I, I think Drunnel Manor is very kid-friendly most of the time. I Yeah, we are all and the time. Because we, we want it to be that way. They're the future of the weird. Yeah. You know. And if they don't see this stuff now, then they're never going to have a connection to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We need to be the Adamses for these kids. Definitely. <laughs> so, wow. So I got that going. So I'm ready for that. Good. Yeah. So this, um, this is the second installment of our interviews with the vampire, the witch, and the black cat. Yes. This was instigated by Velda <laughs> after, after we interviewed, uh, talked about interviewing Brian and and I, I love this little Halloween interlude before Halloween. And, Way before. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember where I cut the stupid podcast, but uh, but we definitely have... There's plenty more where that came yeah, from. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is just the second part of a third part thing. But they're such great interviews, I didn't want to cut any of them. No. They had so much to say, and they're so into what they're doing that I just felt like it was a crime if I cut anything out of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I left... Left it all together, you guys. We're not professional interviewers. We just like to listen to you bullshit and probably won't stop you. Yeah, it's just about sitting here, having a drink, hanging out. Yeah. Telling us about your stuff. What you are. What makes you a witch or a vampire. Or a cat. The black cat. What does make you a cat? Mm, Probably the fur, the stature, and the fact that you can only meow. I'm getting very close. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm meowing very meow. Oh, you're so furry. (laughs) <laughs> Although that interview with Little Devil, I do not want to. Uh, I cut it. We don't short. need to reprise that. I, I cut it short. You get the picture. I don't we know. talked to our cat, and it just seemed too cutesy. Although I did get uh, a text from one of our listeners who did said, you? She said that uh, that she liked that. So who was it? Is it? I, I might put a little bit more of that in Aww. the end, just because it's part of it. So I'm going to put Eve. Oh, you did. Oh, very good. You know, Little Devil gets fan mail sometimes. We have on yeah. our, our wall of children's art downstairs as part of the tour, there's a little letter he got. And we have no idea who it was from to this yeah. day, but it says, To Little Devil. Meow, meow, meow. And the whole thing is written in meows. And then it says, Purr, purr. I'm glad you and didn't a paw print. With Oh, all fuck. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have no idea who sent it. So it made us really happy. Yeah. He's got fans too. Oh yeah, cat could, fans. Yeah, you're gonna love him. He's great for tours, though. That's the main thing with he, us, yes. is because he likes to be seen. So now his new position is he'll just go down, sit on the couch, well, flop on the couch. He flops and uh, and take up an entire person's seat <laughs> and just make people stare at him. Yeah, while he lays there and pretends like they they don't exist. Well, the best part is I already talked about the fact that we have a cat, and then uh-huh. they enter that room and they see him, and they don't realize that he's alive at first. Yeah. So they all kind of jump, and I'm not trying to make things jump out at people or scare you, but like yeah, it the, happens. The tour that I had to do on my own, they like, oh, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's our living taxidermy. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I'll put a little bit more of that in, Good. maybe just because it was it was asked for. But uh, you're really pushing me on this. <laughs> you're really pushing me to, to sound like a simpy, sh- simpy shit. You know, it's it's oh, yeah. it's sad, but people like that sort of thing. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, so 
This is another fun podcast. You're like that Bond villain, that James Bond villain that's pure evil but has a little cat in his lap that's purring. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just saw a picture of that cat and I can't remember. I don't Uh, know. I don't know a lot about the Bond films. I like them. I yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think I've ever seen one of them all the way like through. A mean thing, of mine. Yeah, you know, I'd like, like to. I love the soundtracks to them. Yeah, there's just so much that came out of them. Yeah, as far as you know, every cartoon has at least one throwback to James Bond in it. Yeah, I, I just know all the stereotypes. I yeah. was listening to movie soundtracks at work one day, and I was listening to like Goldfinger and all the Bond stuff. I feel like such a poser right now because I'm only listening to the sound. I haven't actually watched the movies. Yeah, but well, so. Uh, in business news yes. for the Corinthian project, um, our business manager, our business consultant, Bernard. is he is in France for a few weeks. He is in France. He is from France. <laughs> he is also from France. <laughs> yeah, he'll be gone for what six weeks or some yeah. fantastical amount. Yeah, we were just watching Big Eyes from uh, oh, Tim Burton, and what a great film! The main character, the guy, main character, reminds us exactly of Bernard. Christoph Waltz. He's just not—he's <laughs> not like tall enough to be Bernard, but he totally reminds me of him. Where he has this accent that is not very specific. I don't think Bernard necessarily sounds like a Frenchman, or anything. he just I think sounds he's, foreign. He's been in Pittsburgh long enough yeah. that he isn't pure French accent anymore. It's kind of gotten muddled. I think some of <laughs> French yinzeries. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he had that quality totally to his voice. Like, anyway, so Bernard's out of out of the uh, states for a while, mm-hmm. and he's left us to our own devices. Huh. <laughs> and I think we're going to try to get a lot of work done. We have a big list of things yeah. that I'd like to get moving on. So so. Moving ahead once again, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully this will give us a little kick in our ass. It got monotonous to have to meet every week and and talk about things and not do things. You it know? became like a class almost. Which, yeah. I mean, it was putting me at least in the right direction because I know absolutely nothing about business, anything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's nice to be left alone and yeah. work it out. Yeah. Well... Now we'll be able to see what we can do on our own, which is the way we started in the first place. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. And, oh, and I got another piece of Perkins in the mail. That's a lot of Did you? Finally. That took forever, really. I'm glad that I have this this little piece of screen in front of me so you didn't have to hear all those peas. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but I got got this little uh, Victorian-era badge Mm -hmm. from the Boer Wars. And it was from the King's Colonial Ar- Army. Mm. And what that meant, that was the colonies that they had at the time, which was Canada and Australia and India and a few other places. Uh, they all had different divisions where they'd get a couple hundred people from each country and they would fight in the Boer War for England. Okay. And this one is, it was mainly the Indian division. Mm-hmm. So it was, it has an elephant on it. Huh. And they called it Asia because India is part of Asia. Right. And uh, back then it was just all, that was what was considered Asia. Now we think of uh, Japanese and, and Chinese and, and Koreans as Asian. But, yeah. But India is still considered I guess it's in Asia. between the Middle East and the Far yeah. East. But um, So this is a cap badge that I'm going to put on his on his little noggin. Yay. And I'm super excited. I want to get that done before Perkins' birthday. Yes. Yeah. Which we have some which is special also my birthday surprises. Yes, uh, people. We realize that people yeah. have been not entirely excited about the robot birthday. Like, oh, it's just just another quirky bullshit thing that they're yeah. doing. But I had to tell them, no, it's Anton's birthday. Yeah. So people actually want to come. Yes. <laughs> 
And surprisingly, people still kind of like me. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> they be, love you. As villainous as I can be, people still kind of love me. So anyway, people like the cool jerk. I ooh. <laughs> that sounded really, really <laughs> filthy. Forget Is that I where said you that. put your hand in the ice box before you go to town on yourself? Yeah, it's like a stranger, cool but it's like jerk. I like to call that the necro stranger. Actually, oh, I see. <laughs> From the grave. Yeah. Whose hand is this? I don't know. I just found I don't it. Know, but it fits quite well. <laughs> I'm just gonna around my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Got to break the finger joints to. Yep. Anyway. Anywho's <laughs> floppy flesh and all. Uh, so yeah, so Perkins' birthday is coming up yeah. in two weeks. That'll be on a Saturday. That's the 25th. 25th. And feel free to bring robot lube if you want to come to that, which is booze uh, or just robot lube i'm sure he's a little stiff we may or may not have a cake of some sort yay uh there's there's a tradition for anton's birthday where his nana makes the greatest pineapple upside down Mm -hmm. cake in the whole wide world and she finally a couple years ago uh let me start making it and i'm the one to make it now and the first time i did it she um she puts in twice as much sugar as the recipe calls for Mm -hmm. and i saw that and said oh twice as much all right so i actually put four times as much completely by accident because <laughs> so, she was going off a of nana's recipe which already was just ha- handwritten already had the, the two the double amount of sugar yeah so i didn't know and we just ended up with a bag of brown sugar and a little bit of cake uh which <laughs> i was, didn't mind no it was amazing that's what i like best about it but every year uh anton's cake is only for anton and me yes. i get some of it as yeah. well uh, and the cat, if he licks it out it while we're passed out in our cake <laughs> coma. Um, but no, if we do a party so, cake, we'll it'll hide be... that. So the party cake will have to be a different cake. I'm sure ours will be long gone by then because your birthday's a full two days before that. So oh yeah, no cake for anyone. No cakes for you. Oh, delivery guy's here. Oh right. Okay, we'll put this on pause and come back to you, Trumbo Two of the interview of Brian Vamp doing his all to convince us that he is a true blood sucker. We'll find out a few things about Brian, about his music, how he lights his castle, and maybe about what the trundles really are. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on the subject. <laughs> yeah, I saw the bunny there. I didn't. That might have been Velvet inside of her. One of her. One of her corporeal forms. Yeah. If there was some green ooze coming out of the mouth and it was gurgling, it was probably me. Right. That's what she's always going for is a bit of drool and a bit of horror. Just for the kitties, though. You know. The green was candy. I had a bunch yeah. of lollipop melted in my mouth. That's how you feed children. You ooze it out of the head of a musty rabbit. It works like baby birds, right? Yeah. You just kind of ooze some terrible goo out of your mouth, and the babies mm-hmm. eat it. Is you that know, how? and it's you know, What's it's not on you. About goo. I like. Right. I like the goo. You know, but why you not? like red goo. Very soothing. So what did you think about the punch that we offered? Oh, that blood punch we had the last party? Valentine's Day. It knocked me out, that's for sure. You know, certainly was potent. We did a Valentine's Day party just because Brian asked us if we were going to do it. We had no plans other than that. I could not turn him down. He's too perfect of a person. Ah. Yeah, so we had we, a we always have fun. Day party. Yeah, we always have fun Thank when you Brian comes me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Play for your friends. I love coming here. And, uh, 
So, so you do you 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 speaking of performing fun. You've performed a bunch at Drundle Manor, so tell us a little bit about your your well, quote unquote, act. Like what you do, your your vocals and your your oh, songs. Oh yes, the act. Yes, please. Um, yes. Well, over the years, I have an interest in singing. It's my way of mm. uh, communicating with everybody, and it keeps me hip. You know, I don't want. To fall behind and become some sort of dinosaur. I yeah. love coming down and uh, you know, picking up the newest lingo and uh, trying to keep up with the latest trends that you have. You are know. you on? Are you on Twitter or oh, Facebook? Yes, yes. Okay. I have my own give iPhone. Us, give us your names. Give us your yeah. Promote how, yourself a bit. How are we going to find you, Brian? Okay. Well, to find me, just uh, Reverb Nation. Uh, Brian Vamp. Okay. Uh, TheReverbNation.com. Or you can find my webpage at uh, BrianVamp.Weebly.com. And that's B R Y A N. Yes, right? Brian with a Brian. Y, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vamp. And, that's uh, easy. Yeah, there you can see some videos and uh, hear okay. some songs. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll throw, I'll Twitter, throw a link up on our on our page too. Yeah, for we'll put a link too. up for you. Yeah. yeah, and of course you can find me and like my page on Facebook. Sure. I think if you you know you just type the name Brian Vamp and all sorts of things will come up. In terms <laughs> as long as you spell it right, lot, you'll come you, up. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. find anything you want. I mean, I'm, I'm up there. There's some videos. Good. Um, Mr. Arm has a really hard time. That's right. I'm speaking to myself in the third, third person. person now. But Mr. Arm has a really hard time listening to live music. I I personally like have it. an issue with it. I get bored very quickly, and I I, I find nothing to do. But that's why we like having you back over and over because your your songs are entertaining. You're an entertaining person, and you know you're you haven't you haven't bitten too many of our party members. So that's you know just that's the ones that deserved it. No, and I, I mean, look, to be fair, some of them taste do. Of each one. All that I have is hypnotism and my voice. Suck you dry. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that's a line from one of his songs. Right. Um, but I, I all that I have is hypnotism, and you have it in your blood. So I'm competing Natural with you. So hypnotism. I wanted to just How thank intriguing. you. I wanted to thank you for just not biting too many of our party members. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just not. I pride my. I am very proud of the fact that Your I can restraint? control my restraints. It's uh, it's important when being around the human uh, not to disturb them too much, and and, uh, and so over the years I've cultivated my. Uh, well, you can't spread your methods. bloodline too too thin. Right. No, that yeah. goes for mortals too. That's just not smart. Right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll tell that to. Um, Oh, I forgot his name. Who? Somebody we know. Uh, what is it? One in five people are related to him. Oh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. No, he had seventy-five children. No, that's no. Um, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Who is it? Thomas Jefferson. The Mongol. Oh, oh. Mongol. Um. Why can't I Genghis do this? Khan. Genghis Khan. Yes. Good Tell Lord, one of the largest names blood. in history. And yeah, <laughs> imagine if Genghis Khan was a vampire. That would you wouldn't uh, have anything to drink at this moment. That's true. We would all be a race of vampires yeah. with no food. I'm right. glad I thought of screaming Jay Hawkins first. That was yeah. That was good. <laughs> the go. One in ten of us is screaming Jay Hawkins. <laughs> if you <laughs> we find just yourself with a bone through your nose and uh, <laughs> shrieking and right. drunk coming out of well, we do we do have a top hat. With a cat on it. I mean, that's close. Yeah, we you know, are actually closer than most to yeah, Screaming Jay. Surprisingly. 
Well, the act is that. simple. I I um I sing and I play the keyboard, mm-hmm. and um I have a drum machine, and um, occasionally I play with other people. I have played with a guitar f- friend, uh, Prince mm-hmm. Charles, and I have played with um, the Vampirus, uh, the Amber Bamber. Um, right now, it's a solo act. Um, but uh, I'm able to cover all the parts. Uh, means drum, bass, guitar, and singing is one person. The key, the keyboard, and I do not use at this point any backing tracks. No, just the drum machine. So he's a one-man vampire That's show, is what we're saying. One-man right. vampire band. Yes. Uh, right. Uh-huh. It's all contained in one. So all the conflicts. We, I don't feel like you're missing anything because you've always played solo here. I never feel like you're missing yes. anything. It always sounds yeah. Right. You have, there is the complete sound. Yeah. I think uh, that is it. Uh, is it, I'm able to get that, and yeah. um, so you. Ha- uh, that is what it is at this point. Uh, it, it, it's it's um it's, it's you know it's not so hard to to play all those things. You're playing keyboards keyboard. Uh, but um, I uh, have these songs that I wrote about my life as a vampire mm-hmm. t- and try to uh, c- uh, communicate with the human. And uh, you know, you know, the one this, song that you have that I relate is, to the most is it? how. Sorry. <laughs> well, this is how. I, well, I don't want to say I get my victim. <laughs> I, I get tracked. Uh, certain. Uh, I want people to come to the show. Don't be frightened. And, uh, you were talking about a song that you like. I know which song you like. Well, it's one of the neighborhood vampire. That's right? well, I love that one. But the one that I that oh, comes back to me more often than not is uh, not the bad guy. Because you have no idea how often in my life I say that phrase. Look, I'm not the bad guy. Twice a day, at least. <laughs> she knows right, this. Right. I mean, because I like being a villain. But you don't want to be the bad guy. There's a difference There's to a me difference. between the villain and the bad guy. Right. You know, the bad guy is something terrible that has nothing better for you. But the villain has a greater understanding of what's going to happen when he does what he does. You know, and that's the way I look at it anyway. The bad guy is just a dick. You don't there want to. That's the South Side Well, you nowadays. know people are worried. That how can we get them to become relaxed and yeah. have a good time? not worried the first thing they're thinking is you know is this the bad guy or whatever that is am i doing something wrong? i have to tell them uh, explain to them yeah. no uh, they they to um there are other forces out there that are much more uh worse than i am <laughs> that's and good. That's plus, good to keep in perspective. You know? I don't, you know, I don't claim to necessarily be good per se, but I don't claim to be bad, a bad guy. And sometimes I am better than mm-hmm. are good in ways. I, well, if you, you were one hundred percent one way or the other, that would be boring, you know. Well, if we played, uh, if we played some of your songs on this podcast for this episode, oh, would you should. be opposed to that? Uh, no, not obviously. All. We'll credit you. Excellent. So yeah, let's of course we'll let's take you. a little break right now. We'll play one of my favorite yeah, songs okay. right now. So uh, here we go by Brian Bay. Twilight hour, my ravens cry, awoke. The 
fading and the moon had just appeared. As the sky grew darker still, the stars came out above me. Hunger pangs and fangs hang low, I thirst for you, my dear. Look out! Shadows, it will find you by yourself alone and will take from you every drop of life you own. I woke up in the twilight hour, the sun's last rays were fading, the moon was rising slowly, and the stars had just appeared. Crept across the cemetery in the shadows of the tombstones. Hunger pangs and fangs hang low. I'm calling for you, dear. Look out, like death will take you in. Look out, it'll creep into your skin. Lurking in the shadows, it will find you. Yourself alone, and will take from you every drop of life you own. It will take from you every drop of life you own.
<laughs> so that is definitely one of my favorite songs. I just always feel good when I hear it and when I see you perform it. I'm still going. I'm still going. I just, I was We're gonna just faking edit it. Later. it. Oh, and then okay. I was editing it in. I see. So we're still Put on your here. goddamn glasses We're still glasses on. We're still on. Well, Get them okay. back. There's a light in here. Put your glasses Still on. rolling. Yeah. <laughs> when that light goes off, you're off. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Can I tell the story about the time that you came to help us set up for Halloween? Most definitely. Okay. So we were very pressed oh, for time man. this Halloween, uh, trying to set up our yard and our house and everything. And Brian graciously decided to come over and help us with the lawn. And because the sun was not quite setting <laughs> Very early yet, uh, mm-hmm. I just got home from work and the sun was still Minor out. Skin irritants. I was just worried for him. I said, Brian, do you need like a parasol? I have several black lace parasols or, you know, I have SPF 100,000 plus if you need to. <laughs> I just, I'm worried about you being out in the sun helping us. Like, thank you for your generous offer, but you know, it was fine. You know what I We're found out from that experience is that vampires aren't really hurt by the sun. They're just very vain and they like being pale. I'm fine with that as well, by the way. That is my story. Yeah. I'm totally <laughs> okay with to. that. But he tried to play it off and said that he had some sunscreen on. I know better, buddy. I know you just look better pale. <laughs> some of us do. Yes. Well, it is true that we're very concerned with the skin and the color. I mean, I, oh, why would you... Uh, is it skin cancer? Are you guys more attuned to... Well, they're safer prone from skin to getting cancer. skin cancer because, no. because of the vampire blood? No, certainly. The, is that what you're worried about? The day... The midday sun will burn our skin. Right. Yeah, the hottest die. time oh, okay. of the day. It's definitely... When it's now, the time oh, I came over us. was yeah. late in the evening. It was sun nearly sunset. The sun was dying in the west. Uh-huh. And at that time, I often wake up and come out. You wake up early. Well, I, you know yeah. what? I like oh. to attribute the fact that you've lived this long, and yeah. now, now because of modern society, we've got so much smog and filter in the air, which is what <laughs> makes beautiful sunsets. But it also helps the vampires because it gets rid of those rays, right? right. But there's almost that there's, was the latest study in vampirism is um, it's mainly because of pollution that you're allowed to come out in the mid or in the end day sun. You know what also helps though awesome. is incandescent light. Artificial light inside yeah. because I mean yeah. when it first get, happened I'm sure vampires got very it, sure. well yeah, yeah you know it's it's you know halfway point I know in in interview with a vampire they were very upset that one of them you know was upset that the the light was on and the other one's like no it's it's not real it's just a light bulb you're fine right mm. became a thing yeah. do you do you have uh, gas lamps in your house or do you have incandescent light oh um my castle right. Yeah, in the castle. castle my apologies. <laughs> we don't have gas lamps. We're, we're so, paranoid you know, about the fire. We're, no we're a manor, so well, we, we have are, a house. We there are the incandescent castle. lights in Houston. Okay. okay. But, uh, um, Modernized. Did you switch some over? Some people have uh, come and ta- they use the... I sleep in the basement part of it. Which, okay. Uh, they have lights that the humans have put in there. Mm. Uh, they don't know that I'm in the lights. Um, they uh, have taken over and... I don't. I don't mind if. I Wait, was, so it's no longer your yeah. castle. Well, are you squatting? I mean, it's okay if you are. <laughs> kind of squatting. Okay. I'm <laughs> well, just curious. The, the number of times that a human will come in there is about once a month. Oh, that's not. Bad. They they have a wedding. My beautiful sanitary ball. My delicious victims. Um, <laughs> that's you know that's one that that's something all, that I, I didn't want to bring up, but I'm this is this is really why you're here. Many 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 years ago, I do not want to frighten anyone. Oh, I do of course not. not. Take 
the victims like I am. But I'm I'm here to put you in the hot seat, Brian. Uh oh. Because you have not given us the bones of your victims, and you know how much Trundle Manor needs bones. We love bones. You know, there is there some kind of connection? Is there a sexual attraction the to the years? bones? I can tell make us, Brian. Some, tell us. About the bones? Tell us about the bones. I don't give a damn about the fucking well, bones. Well, why haven't well, you given us they? the bones? Swear no, away. No, it's not. It's not. No. You know how many corsets I could make with human rib cages on them, and I could I could be rich right now. This is why you're Brian. here, Brian. I do not keep the bones. Why would I keep a bunch well, do you, of bones Well, do you around? bury them? Just tell us where they're do you buried. Keep your chicken where bones are the bodies buried? Yes. Yes, we do. Sometimes. The wrong people. <laughs> yeah, come on. Know your audience. Know your audience. <laughs> but my audience, you can understand. These <laughs> Whatever they are, they would keep them. But Brian, we like to consider ourselves ghouls. Okay, you may be a vampire, but I'm a ghoul at heart. I'm a, I've been a professional ghoul since I was eight years old, and every time a friend of mine has a surgery or something, and they mention it on Facebook, I say, "Number one, congratulations and good luck to you. I hope you're okay." Number two, are you keeping that? Give him more one. We interrupt this Trundlecast to bring you yet another live news bulletin from the attic of Trundle Manor. With us in the studio today is Professor. Professor, could you enlighten us on what's going on downstairs at Trundle Manor today? Mm, thank you. We seem to have vampires infesting Trundle Manor. Since that last podcast, it's become quite... The issue. Well, thank you, Professor, but I think that we have to get to the root of this issue, and if you could, tell us what we should be doing. Well, perhaps some steaks, a little bit of the right sauce might take care of these bloodsuckers. Well, thank you, Professor. That was very enlightening um, to some extent. You know what? I'm just going to have to get out of this room with this guy. And uh, can someone else please just take over this interview? No? Nobody wants to handle this? You just wanted to put this on Mr. Senior News Operative? Well, guess what? You're just going to have to take this over on your own. I I don't even care anymore. Goodbye, Professor. And goodbye, Trundle Files. We just give you back to the Trundle cast already in progress. Please stay tuned. Well, that was the second part of the interview with Brian Vamp in the attic of Trundle Manor. And we also seem to have a news break right at the perfect time there. So uh, don't be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that Brian will keep them at bay for us. And we won't have to worry too, too much. And as far as the professor, that's that's a whole other issue. Don't mind him. He, uh, he just really likes steak for some reason. Anyway, we found out that uh, we're kind of a bit of ghoul as opposed to anything else. This is why Trundleman has been around for so long. Um, we like the bones of our victims and other people's victims as well, so feel free to bring your victim's bones. Up next, we've got the second part of Julie, the witch's interview. We'll talk about things such as luck, spells, and fate, and what our religion boils down to as far as these kind of things go. Uh, so pay attention to that, and in between, we're going to have some music uh, by Julie's band, Devils in the Details. <laughs> 
Here we go. Tell us more about yourself. Like, what is what's sure. your what's your day to day witchery life? Like, what, what a day in the you... life of yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I use uh, being a witch is a very spiritual thing for me. So, like, to keep yeah. me grounded and to keep to remind me and perhaps people around me of our divinity. Mm. Uh, to to realize that we're capable of so much more than we've been led to believe. So every day, you know, well, sort of more starts at night with me. Like I'll just light a series of candles before bed and create a very sort of sacred space okay. that clears my mind and reminds me of, you know, our role as a creator in the universe. Do you do that every night? Every night. Really? And I mean, we're talking about a couple minutes. Yeah. Right. Right. It's and almost I, like a prayer in a way. For, right. For the yeah. And then like that. Oh, that leads me back to the law of attraction where I actually wanted to mention prayer. When you hear, like, people think that God is answering their prayers and mm-hmm. people get together and they pray and they pray and they pray and their prayers are answered. Mm-hmm. I often wonder if that is the law of attraction just manifesting and oh, they're yeah. bringing their own, you know, goals back to themselves yeah. and that, manifesting yeah. things themselves and they think it's God. 
Yeah. Or whatever they want to call it. Because they're used to somebody having authority over them. They're they're not used to the idea of themselves being able to do anything. And I think people are at stages of different, different, like I started reading into theosophy a lot. Mm. And um, people, and it seems to be indicating that people are always going to be at different levels of evolution in terms of Mm -hmm. thought. Mm Mm-hmm. And that some people are just not going to think on that level. It doesn't mean that they're, you know, not as smart. Or no, not as right. I wouldn't it say that, that about just somebody, but... branched in different directions yeah. in terms of thought and reality. Yeah. And also in terms of, you know, God, if, if they've really created this God for all intents and purposes, their God does exist to them. Yeah. Where it does not exist to me. Yeah. And I... Well, that goes back to me saying that everybody has their own God and it all ends up being... A very similar outcome that you can get, mm. but it, you know, it's just, it's it, like as you say, the law of attraction. It's the way of going about a certain thing. You know, we may go about a diff, completely different style and a different type of uh, worship and a different type of of uh, religious activity, but in the very long run, it almost ends up being the same religious activity, but with the same outcome like you said those people that pray you know oh i prayed i prayed until you got better i prayed until you know my cancer was gone i prayed until i got a better job i you know like i got these things yeah but you can also like if you ended up doing uh witchcraft uh with the type that you do uh, with the candles and your style then eventually like it's almost like praying where you know you're you're just you're putting it's like wishing it's like it's like wishing you know it the more you wish for something, it, but if you do it right, there's a specific part of the mind that you have to access when you're wishing to make that wish happen. You know what I mean? Correct. Uh, you know, it's a it's a long way into the idea of rubbing a lamp. You know, to mm-hmm. the point where, you know, if I rub a lamp long enough, mm-hmm. eventually that genie is going to come out and my mm-hmm. wish is going to come true. You know, it, so prayer is almost like a, like a rubbing at the lamp. Like exactly. you're getting your genie to happen. Obviously, you're not going to be like, I wish for a giant robot, which <laughs> Which, actually, earlier today, I talked to some uh, Carnegie CMU uh, students from Russia that in the Ukraine that might help me j- build a giant robot. So maybe my <laughs> wish will, you know, maybe exactly. crazy wishes, wishes will come true. And know, that, so. I mean, they absolutely will. But one of the other key tenets of it is you actually taking the steps within this material world to manifest it. Mm-hmm. You know, you and... And it helps. Well, obviously, obviously, you can't just like wish. Mm-hmm. For something. And we are. There are some amount of structure to this level of reality. Like, um, I'm re- trying to retrain my mind by reading a book called A Course in Miracles, which is supposed to be oh. like what the Bible was supposed to be, and mm-hmm. to train your mind to believe in miracles. They have an entire workbook at the end for every day of the a year. A workbook, really? oh man. Yeah. So, and if you do these exercises to shift how you see reality. Um, you know, and that is a really big, big, big piece of making spells work mm-hmm. is, is reality is belief, just yeah. your own oh, belief yeah. in it working. So whatever you can do to change your belief structure, to believe that that can happen mm-hmm. is going to be key in manifesting what you want. So, and, and I use a lot of that. I use a lot of like physics and, um, retrain, I've retrained my mind. Huh. There are there are limitations in this reality though you know we we are sort of held captive by a veil and a physical nature of things so you're kind of keep trying and to see what you can manifest and some things you can't just believe and some things 
you know, you could try years to make happen and it won't happen. Mm-hmm. But that, that doesn't stop me from continuing to try or just yeah. tweaking things in a different way. But if you put that much more energy towards it throughout the years, you know, will it, will that make it stronger eventually when it does come true? Perhaps. Yeah. You know, you, but you know, you have to be realistic. Like, I can't sure. manifest winning the lottery. There's no... No, because that's, I mean, you know, that's dumb. Well, that's, that's something that you I don't, don't have dumb, any but, well, even you close control over. Like, I think that certain things... Random. You know. Yeah, like that. that's a randomness. It, that's yeah. something that... <laughs> That isn't, you know, you can work and make it happen. That's just something mm-hmm. that happens. Right. Happens. Like, I will say you can, like, bring it to you. <laughs> like, you might be get a scratch off ticket and win 500 bucks or something. You know? Yeah. Like, you could, Small I've seen amounts. people, like, really try, or, or the, like, physicists of the 70s when they were playing around with the law of attraction is, um, they would just do simple things like parking spaces. They would have contests to see who could get the par- manifest <laughs> parking. <laughs> that's spot. great. You know, and things that were really. But see, tangible. that's the physical world. That that's less roll of the dice, mm-hmm. and that's more something that you can actually modify. Right. And then you know, where, whereas like the um, even the scratch off tickets, you can't uh-huh. really modify those. Those are still mm-hmm. a roll of the dice. The system, well, what you yeah. would do is try and when you're say I use like a green candle for success and some incense that's for yeah. success and money, and I use these tools to tell the universe, hey, this is what I want. Uh, this is what I need at this particular time, but what is uh, very important is to put yourself in that present moment, and while you're putting this magic together, and while you're putting your spell together, to presently be in the moment of what it would feel like to win the lottery, mm-hmm. or get a scratch-off ticket that wins, or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Put yourself in that present moment like it's happened, mm-hmm. and you're feeling the emotion of it. It's visualization. Time. There's a lot of visualization and um, a lot of it is, you know, mental Mm -hmm. to try and literally pretend while you're doing this ritual, this is how I want to feel. And this is how I want my emotions to feel. And this is what I imagine this would feel like. And as you do that, and you can use it like astrology and, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars and pick the right day of the year that you think will manifest this the best and put all those things together and then, you know, send it off in the universe and see what happens yeah you know depending and i you know when people start out like i was in enchantments in the east village when we were just in new york and there was a guy in there who had uh, who had picked up like the key of solomon which is a pretty heavy grimoire of, of you know of magic and yeah. some pretty arcane stuff <laughs> and but the person was like oh you don't want that you can't do that you don't need to learn about demons you're not experienced enough blah 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 I'm thinking to myself, how the hell do you know what yeah. this person Yeah, that's kind of pretentious. Yeah. It's just a right. that you like, don't know. But you run into a lot of that in magic. Yeah. Like, huh. you're, you, you know, like, don't People do that. People thinking it's, that they know better. Yeah, you're going to summon demons and they're going to eat your soul. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and, and I just, there's a lot of misinformation. Like, you can read about anything without, you know, like, you can read a whole book about demonology and summoning demons and not actually go summon demons. Yeah. yeah. But what you will learn about is, like, lesser banishing rituals and how to, if you wanted, in, in the art of evocation. Yeah. And you will learn about all these things, and it's telling you the, the mechanics of it. Well, maybe it's, like, it's very close to the idea of collective consciousness, because possibly the idea of of going into wishing and praying and going through your rituals will modify collective consciousness which gets the right people involved it might get the right people like to do what you need them to do and that'll make it happen like because i like i've since i was a child i believed heavily in collective consciousness uh in humanity because i would come up with this invention 
and a year later the invention would happen. Mm-hmm. It would happen. I, I invented robot puppies in my mind when I was a child, and all of a sudden there's robot puppies. Right. Exactly. You know, one year later, and you know, I didn't <laughs> write it, it anywhere. Out, yeah. You, you threw know. it out into the collective. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. just like something that I thought about a lot uh, at some stage in my development. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it happened. And I, so I love the, the concept of, of, of collective consciousness. And, Me too. And actually thinking about it, like as you're talking, I'm thinking more and more how that could fit into the idea of what you do. Like, it's absolutely maybe, yeah, maybe like what you do affects collective consciousness, which is the ability to affect the people that you need it to affect. You know, like say, you know, you need. Uh, you want this specific guy to like you, and you know you go through these special rituals. You know, a little potion not, not number nine right, kind of a right. situation, but um, but you're able to go through that, and throughout your your rituals, it throws it into his collective consciousness that makes him find a way to to like you, or you know, makes him realize. That maybe you're the right person, you know, like that kind of a thing. <laughs> right, That's right. a very simple way to put Example, it, but yeah. you know, but I I love the concept of that. Maybe that you know, I, I love talking to you right now because the more you talk, the more I associate my own beliefs with what you're saying. I think you've always you know? believed your own thing, but never quite put a label on it, no, which is it, well, it well, just I well call enough. A, it it no, works for you, and you don't need a label. But the, yeah. that's one thing I've never done is like. I don't like the concept of believing in something right. specific. Right, I think that it like bothers me. For me, and this is just comes down to like me. Yeah. Well, or, and when you try to, I try to use magic in terms of affecting other people as minimally as possible. Like, if you want to put a love spell on someone, I'll totally tell you how to do it. Yeah. But I myself would never do it because, mm-hmm. like, my e- it would affect my ego to, to some sense to know that that person didn't just love yeah. me. Yeah. I know, you know that I mean? the reason or I could that... never do that is because I've seen well, the Twilight Zone episode uh, with Anne Francis called <laughs> Jess Bell, where she <laughs> is a witch and she goes to this witch to get a love spell put on this person. But the price is she sells her soul and she becomes a jaguar at night. And she ends up, like, getting shot by the farmer uh, in the barn because but that's he's not a fucking karma, jaguar right? after a minute. Of <laughs> course. Of but he doesn't actually love Oh, and she knows that. No, but that, but he that's loves why, a square blonde, and she right. hates that. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's why I was trying to put it in the, in the effect that you know, it's not that you're making the person love you; right. it's you're making the person that you love understand why they might love you. It's it's, it's just exactly. giving them a kick. You know, it, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to love you forever, but it's a way to like kick it into gear, and Absolutely. maybe maybe that'll help you in the long run. Fine. You know, and right. and you know, you it might only be a kick of a split second. If you don't take that split second and make that you know your own second, then you've you've fucked up your entire. You're really love petitioning the case of love spells to be more <laughs> more. Uh, more uh, appeal. Like, you know. I, you know, there's more appeal to it when you say it that way. <laughs> because you're right. You could absolutely yeah. do that. But I think love like, spells are much more than a roofie and a comfortable hotel room. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, um, too, but if you think about something maybe like a court case mm-hmm. where you want to affect other people to agree with you. Okay. You know, like I'm okay. saying I would go full tilt on that. Yeah. Oh yes. You know what I sure. mean? Because so, you got nothing to lose. <laughs> right. So but I mean or like everything. You, you bring yeah, up like it right. comes down to your personal ethics, I suppose. Yeah. In terms of like what you are comfortable using magic for and not comfortable using magic for. Yeah. But I think you know, karma and hell and all that stuff is, you know, put there to scare you when really, I mean, we are all out here kind of on your own with no repercussions. So to, you know, we, yeah. we put in place yeah. 
but um, we are governing ourselves here. Mm-hmm. We are. We well, ought to be anyway. I like to think of the concept of humanity without any kind of rules as far as religion goes and how odd the future could be. And, it, you know, I don't think it can even be thought about by modern humans what would happen if there was no idea of an afterlife or there was no idea yeah, and i think of, about that a lot right yeah. mm-hmm. we talk about because, it a lot we say that that the whole idea of like the typical christian religion type thing keeps some crazy hillbilly type people yeah. in place like otherwise would well, they be no don't around? say hillbilly i, I mean, don't want to you know it, i'm it not keeps, trying to stereotype it, yeah, it keeps a well, lot of people yeah, in place I mean, you, know, you know because it's just fine you know it's good to have a belief it's good for them to not believe that murder's okay it's and that going that around raping the only and reason and every thing. if that is the only thing stopping them then i'm glad that's something is stopping. Right. Yeah, i think right. that most of us hopefully have gotten to a point and then I think people are actually moving away from religion yeah. as time goes on. We really are. And and I society. think that that's huge. And I think that well, that's good. Even not, 50 years ago, it was so different. I'm not particularly religious. Uh, my family isn't necessarily, but we do work in the religious game Industry. with our you know with our artwork and stuff like absolutely. that absolutely like so that. you know it it's good and i think that like if religion brings about a specific type of artwork or brings about some sort of passion that's all that i care about you know everybody needs passion from someone right. if the old lady down the street has nothing more to her life but the passion to go to church every single sunday and enjoy the you know the lord's work and, and his prayer then then that's what it's there for. That's the only that's the only reason it needs to be there. You know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's wonderful. And a lot of you know, a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics would say otherwise they would say, Well, you know, no, it's there because it's God. You know, you're you're just you're trivializing it. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm you know, I'm just trying to say for the people who aren't into that specific religion, like, you know, you shouldn't hate that religion. You know, because it because of what they believe, you should like that religion because of what it does. That's the beauty of religion. You know, like even your witchcraft, even my luck, whatever my belief is, it doesn't need to be someone else's, but it keeps me going. You know what I mean? That was pretty intense now, wasn't it, Drundle Files? That was our resident witch, Julie, from Devils in the Details discussing the various ways that her religion involves some sort of a luck in a way, some sort of a fate in another way, and a bunch of spells. So, replacement of religion is religion. That's what we talked about a little bit. Everybody has their own views and everybody follows their own paths. Trying to matter never really judges people as long as they don't try to convert us into anything. Up next, we've got something that I really didn't want to deal with once again. An interview with our black cat, Little Devil. So, I hope that you enjoy him uh, as little as I did making this interview. But he is awesome. It's just the way that we went about it. So, up next, interview with a black cat. So, Val, do you have any questions for our littlest gentleman? I do. Uh, Little Devil, tell me how you feel about meeting people, strangers, uh, every single day throughout the house. Do you do you like talking to people? Or <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what I would say about. You. Well, you don't yeah. seem to mind them at no, all. 
I mean, they love you. Little devil, do you realize that everybody that comes to this house for a tour, for a party, for anything, they're all coming here to see you. Yeah, they end up uh, they end up talking to you most of the time, don't they, bud? They like you better than they like me, that's for damn sure. Well, what's your favorite place to sleep at Toronto Manor? Because I know you have... Uh, you have the place. Did, did you realize that that main place that you sleep in the parlor is right underneath two uh, two other oh, you mummified did cats? You did, yeah, yeah, you did know. Okay, good. Okay, I, I just thought you were a morbid little fuck. Like I know, I know you have a good sense of humor, but well, he is apparently. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, he knows it. You know that we're not going to mummify you intentionally. We would never. Little Devil, how do you feel about the little costumes that I make you wear, like your your fat seventies Elvis suit and uh, your little bow tie? Do you like that? Well, you don't have to get violent. Jeez. Love is just trying to make you part of the household. We get dressed up as well. You know, do you know how uncomfortable it is, Little Devil, wearing these corsets and these high heels? I mean, I like it, but well, people think it's cute. Yeah. It, oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. I know, I know. It just gets, it, I know it gets in Yeah, I know it gets on your nerves. It's fine, but uh, so, what about um, what about birds? What do you think about birds, Little Devil? I know that you stare at them a lot. Crows, yeah, they are your favorite. Yeah. Those little ones are shits, aren't they? Those little shits. Well, I know you can catch them. I mean, you're faster than we are. When you're not eating. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but Well, I, look, I hope you're happy. I did a little bit more of Little Devil and that interview that I can't stand. I, I don't think I can finish it. There's only like a minute and a quarter left. I just don't think I can. Maybe if I'm pressured into it like this time, I'll do it. But really, don't make me. Don't make me play this cutesy bullcrap on my trundle cast. Okay. Maybe next time. Out. Welcome to Velda's Movie Trivia Vault, and this week being a movie night week, I'll be asking a question relating to one of the movies that we're showing. So my question is, who were two of the original choices for the band that would star in Rock and Roll High School before the Ramones were finally, thankfully, chosen? Uh, you can think on that, and I will get back to you with the answer on next week's show. Thank you, Trundle Files. There you have it, Trundle Files. The end of yet another Trundle Cast. I hope you enjoyed the second installment of our Vampire, Witch, and Black Cat series. As always, we had some drinks, some friends, and some trivia. Now with even more unique music mixed in. Thank you to Julie Lynn of Devils in the Details and Brian Vamp for those haunting melodies. Of course, thank you to Villy Don Trundle for solving that mystery she posed, and Velda von Minx for, well, everything. Tune in in a week for the next episode, and while you're waiting, visit trundlemanor.com, where you'll be able to see a list of all of our future events, like gallery shows and movie nights, or book a tour and experience the manor all by yourself. 
Be sure to peruse our videos and photo pages to get a glimpse into the lives of its inhabitants. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr just by typing Trundle Manor into the search boxes. Don't forget to send your stories of Trundle Manor, both unusual and unnatural, to the Trundlecast at trundlemanor.com. We may even read them right here. Now cut off your ears and stick them in a jar because it's useless until we talk to you again on the next Trundlecast. Good evening. Thank you.